Live from HMD Studio, it's Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. Stay busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And when we are so fortunate, like we are once again, we bring in some incredible people for you all to hear from, learn from, and engage with. I am the boy, Armand Sadler, a.k.a. Vegan Chorizo Poppy, a.k.a. Bald Nigga Ball, founder of Bald Nigga Ballers, a.k.a. <laughs> boosted Up Poppy. My left arm is killing me right now because it's booster shot, whooping my ass, but I'm still here about to have a flu game pod. You feel me? <laughs> about to go Legendary. <laughs> I'm not here alone. I'm here with my guy. How you feeling, good brother? What's up, y'all? I'm feeling very, very great today because I'm finally not alone in my West Coast energy. <laughs> uh, Nick Early, executive producer and co-host and Stay Busy, the kombucha king that makes your heart sing. You know, mm-hmm. I, got, I got a little bit right now. We on our health all 2022. That's my oh, favorite health brand aid, kombucha, yeah. too. We're going to shoot a little promo for y'all. What's the flavor? Drink Health Aid. So y'all can sponsor us and send me a case. Blood orange. Blood orange, mm. carrot, and ginger. Okay. We love that. Big health, big health. Uh, We have another incredible guest for you all, a mogul, a personality, just an incredible dude overall. So this person is a journalist with bylines in The Fader and Lataco, featured in Billboard, Forbes, Vice, and The Guardian. He is one-third of the Brown Bag Podcast, a curator at AudioMac, entrepreneur, publicist, manager, personality. I probably didn't even list off everything on his resume because the guy really does it all. A true mogul. <laughs> he got his own website called RosecransAvenue.com that was established in 2014. We're going to get into it all from the West Coast, joining us in Brooklyn, we got the guy Rose Kranzvik. How you feeling, my brother? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm feeling very New York, very New York. <laughs> yeah, you got the nah. Tim's on. You feel me? Listen, you this hurt. Is, we're gonna talk about the fits really quick. So, like, this is what's crazy. I was in in my room, like, yo, we got Vic coming. I gotta, get, I gotta bring my West Coast. What can I wear to rep the West? Finally, I get to have Armand be on the outs with this. I found out a few times, only once, a couple times, once. But I was like. Okay, I need it every time. It's an occasion, so mm. I have to I have to make it an occasion. So I'm looking in my fit, man. My, my Crenshaw shirts in the laundry. My, my NWA <laughs> shirts in the laundry. I ain't got no Dodger gear. Uh, I ain't got no Clippers. Nothing. Everything like that. I'm a Clipper fan too. We're gonna uh, talk about uh, that. That's unfortunate. I've been a Clipper fan my whole life. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna throw on the Chucks, baby. Yeah, can't go wrong so, with the chucks. I feel and, you. And Vic noticed. He was like, "Wait, I should have known you was gonna come when you had the chucks on." See, I was like, "Yeah, real ones know. Real, yeah. real West Coast original, especially no. wearing them out in like the New York cold. That's like, very bold of you." Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah, man. I know your I know your feet were freezing outside. <laughs> now I got the thick socks on. I had to oh, learn. Okay. I had to yeah. learn, bro. Yeah, gotta learn. stay me, but I gotta stay me, but I gotta adapt <laughs> to my environment. But yeah, we got the we got the guy here. Thank you so much Appreciate for joining you. us, man. Hope no, you've I'm, enjoyed the trip to to New York so far. Yeah, hell yeah. No, Amazing. I've been I've been uh, enjoying it a lot. Appreciate you guys for having me. Of By course. the way, I was excited to do this. Um, 
You know, I was just telling, I was just trying to link up with some cool people, you feel mm-hmm. me? And then you're like, come on the pod. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah <laughs> we love that. We love that. You know Easy saying, money. So. Easy money. So we got a great conversation for you all with the guy, Rose Kranzvik. But of course, we want to shout out to our listeners as well, tabbing back in for season three, whether you like Biggie or Pac, okay. Stone Cold or The Rock, The Chase or Letting Him Flock, and Taking a Risk at a Fire Hydrant or Circling the Block. <laughs> we were just talking about parking, too. <laughs> um, so B- Biggie or Pac? Um, damn, this is tough. I'll, I'll say Biggie. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, it's Pac for me. Mm. It's unfortunate. It's the voice, man. It was the <laughs> it was the voice. It just okay. I love it. Okay, Stone Cold Steve Austin or Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Man, this one's tough too. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Stone Cold. Mm. You a wrestling fan? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's my dog. Oh, so y'all talked about dog. Oh, copy, copy. Okay, yeah. okay, got you. I probably go the Rock. Stone Cold is like he might. It's either John Cena or him for me as like the goats in wrestling, yeah. but The Rock is just a transcendent personality. Like, oh he, yeah, he's one of just the coolest, one of the coolest, people one of ever. the best entertainers yeah. of all time, yeah. mm-hmm. all around, yeah, yeah. all around. Now this is related to the women chasing them or letting them flock. We're on a track, not chase. All 2022, so okay. we're gonna let them flock. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't chase. Mm. I replace. Mm, ooh. Oh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the energy. The Look energy. at him. Look at him. And when it comes to parking, now I hear the LA traffic is tough. I don't know if the parking is tough out there, but we know New York, you got the traffic and the very difficult parking. I was driving around for like 45 minutes last night trying to find a parking spot. So, oh Lord. will you take a risk at a fire hydrant or will you continue circling the block until you find something? That's funny. You know what? I actually did this already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Airbnb in Harlem. So, I first day I was like I'm not about to circle the block a hundred times mm-hmm. to get like my suitcase out yeah, and right. everything you know what I'm saying so I'm like let me just park by this fire hydrant and then I was like fuck it if I get a ticket I get a ticket mm-hmm. is what it is got to pay my dues in New York you feel me yeah, <laughs> um, but I parked there for like eight hours and didn't get a ticket but then I moved it I'm like okay I want to quit while I'm ahead mm-hmm. you know I'm not just gonna leave oh, here smart. All night. yeah so then I moved it found a parking spot um, and yeah but last night I came home at like ten or something. Trying to find parking for like yeah, thirty minutes, bro. It's, it's brutal. And I oh, thirty minutes is short. I mean, I bro, I couldn't imagine like, I was exhausted. I was <laughs> out all day working, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't imagine like just being super exhausted, and then not being able to find parking and circling the block for 30, 45 minutes oh, at the man. end of the, your long ass day. Because the alternate side parking is in effect Monday, Tuesday. Is it Monday, Tuesday, and then it's Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So every night, if you come back late, you gotta find something on the other side of the street, and everyone else is. So if you come back 10 p.m., it might be clipped. Like you, yeah, you gotta take a risk. So. I got a whole wheel set up in my head. So mm-hmm. this is what you gotta do. All right, and I learned this from many trial and error, hundreds of dollars of tickets. <laughs> between. <laughs> so basically, if you're gonna leave after a certain time, just prepare yourself to. You're gonna either circle for a while, but there's a point of no return. It's like, look, I gotta go inside. I gotta yeah, sit down. Exactly. So this is all my game for the people with the whips in New York. If you put your car at the hydrant, you can put your car at the hydrant, but you got to get up before six and move it. If you move it before six, and ironically, there's parking everywhere early in the morning because pe- people who do drive, driving to work. Yeah. yeah, I've done it several times. Parked on the hydrant at like 11 p.m., boom, went inside, slept, got up, went and found another spot right mm-hmm. on the block. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I could do this. It sucks you got to get up, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's go in the house now and then pay yeah. for it later. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
Y'all, y'all try that out. I hope no parking way. attendants listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, nah, they, nah, they nah, just pop out at like yeah, yeah, midnight, like right, oh, like, so that's what so, y'all do. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you thought, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Want to give a big shout out. Uh, this past weekend, y'all were treated to our second episode of Busy Sessions with Eric Penn, R&B artist, uh, currently in in Harlem. Originally from Richmond, Virginia, he blessed you with an interview and in-studio performance of Sinkin' Sand, so make sure you tap into that. That is a YouTube exclusive, so subscribe to the Stay Busy YouTube channel. Of course, we got to shout out our VP of everything, Kieran Hurley, the man that you cannot see, but you can feel. Shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all streaming platforms, and you can get some sponsored ads, regardless of your listenership, and HMD Studio, Camden, holding it down, flexing on all of us with his shoes. Yeah, I can't see his shoes, but... Um, yeah, he's making us all look like bums, to be honest, with, with what is currently on his feet. So I'm um, glad I can't see it and you cannot make me feel inferior to <laughs> his feet. So with that, we're going to move right into this chat. So uh, as per usual, uh, Kanye West, for, well, formerly known as Kanye West, yay, is making headlines. Uh, he's been running around with Julia Fox. If y'all know her from Uncut Gems, she was the uh, generational... The generational milk um, <laughs> look if, if you know you know I don't really gotta go into too Dr. much detail Dr. Umar is watching just Doc- so oh absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dr. Umar my dog yo, yo I- unblock me Dr. Umar unblock me on Twitter bro it's, 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 it's he been really like two years in wow, real life you really, you yeah, really got blocked yeah I think I tagged him in like one tweet and it was it was uh, enough for him it's enough for him he, him he was letting that block button fly no but unfortunately we do have to get into a well, Kanye gets a lot of negative headlines, but in particular, he is currently a suspect in a criminal battery case. Uh, Ye allegedly punched a male fan who was asking him for an autograph and knocked him to the ground. Now, I, you know, of course, we don't know the full context right. here. There's there's going to be headlines and stories and rumors and narratives and all that. But, um, you know, I, I can say a lot of celebrities have complained about the way in which fans operate with them trying yeah. to force autographs kind of just bothering them and this also we're in a pandemic too like ask them yo take your mask down so i can take a picture with you things like that so you know from that standpoint it's like damn but it's also like is it worth hitting them and causing bodily harm and ultimately getting yourself you know caught up in a legal situation so how, how you feel about the whole fan engagement situation especially within a pandemic but specifically as it relates to kanye did this happen in la I'm not sure. I think so. It did. We'll right? see. I think so. I've been kind of out the loop because I've just been out here. But right. if it happened in L.A., he that fan 100% deserves it mm. because L.A. is so crazy right now. Mm-hmm. If you approach a grown man with any type of aggression mm-hmm. and everybody's on, like, edge. Yeah. All LAPD, this shit that's yeah. been happening. So, bro, like, people got to be smarter than that. Like, mm-hmm. of course he's Kanye West, but at the end of the day, he's a regular human being. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like. Just gonna. I mean, somebody runs up on you. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like three a.m. fan or not? You know what I'm saying? It was at three a.m. Yeah. in downtown. Exactly. Three a.m. in downtown. downtown. LA. That sounds crazy, don't it? Me, you're getting slept. <laughs> that sounds crazy, right? <laughs> Come on. Three a.m. in downtown. Charge me a criminal battery. Those, for those who know, that sounds. I'm not talking to anyone that comes up to me at no, three a.m. in downtown. No, yeah. don't even look. My three a.m. anywhere, to be honest. Yeah. Especially downtown LA. It was so on Santa Fe and Bay Street. Oh yeah. It's a dub. No, no, no. He's Sleep lucky time. y'all. All he got is criminal. I mean, all he got is was, was like Battery. a punch or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Now Kanye, you're in the right for this one. I know everybody's trying. Like, the fucked up part is that everybody will always try to point the narrative to like Kanye being crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, right, that's right. what the media loves to do. Like, oh my god, he's going crazy. Look at him. He's on. He's divorced. He's yeah. losing his mind. Mm-hmm. You know, which might be true. But in this case, 
it's like I feel like that was deserved. You know, especially if Kanye didn't have security, he just has to, you have to protect yourself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You think you're gonna get mugged or whatever the case is. You feel me? So yeah, yeah. You never know what someone's intentions are. Exactly. Which is, which is an yeah. unfortunate reality in this. Situation. And who gives a fuck if he likes flashing lights? He still deserves to get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so anybody counts as a fan. You can say that about anybody. That's a fact. One you could say me? you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, moving on. Um, more LA music kind of talk. But you see what I did. Kendrick Lamar's PG Lang company has teamed with Matt Stone and Trey Parker's Park County Banner to produce a new feature film for Paramount Pictures. Now, the plot of the film, the film follows a black man interning as a slave reenactor at a museum <laughs> who discovers that his white girlfriend's ancestor once owned his ancestors. <laughs> it's giving a lot. When I read this, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Why? It's feeling get out immediately like my emotions went to get out. But I'm just like, why this time? Why do we got to keep making movies? Like, it, uh, there may not be movies like this, but just why? Like, you could have made anything, Kendrick. You can make anything. It, it, I, I don't know. I'm really curious to what angle he's going to play. He's going to play the comedy angle. Yeah. The drama, I feel like it's too serious of a to- topic to play the drama angle. Is it going to be yeah. like a social thriller? Like. <sighs> But then I feel like we already... It's, it's giving get out. It, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right. Like, we, yeah. don't, we don't need that. We don't need that. You could do anything, Kendrick. Like, we saw you acting. He was, he was in power, right? He was Kendrick? in power, he yeah. He good. played he a crackhead. Come on, bro. You could do anything. Like, yeah. So, you know, of course, it's a wait and see type thing. But just off of reading this, like, and social media didn't like it. A lot of people didn't <laughs> like it. And naturally, because it's like, why, why do we need more of these reminders of what black people go through and have gone through? You can make movies about anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Black people versatile. We do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can make a movie about anything. Hell of shit. Why, well, why we got to do this? So, you know. I think what adds to it is also you giving us, we hearing movie news with no album. Right. That's right. I think that's also yeah. like influencing. The Super Bowl the performance la- is coming up. Yeah, yeah. The, the album should be coming soon, but. Yeah. We don't know. You, you yeah. want to be out here making what some people deem black trauma porn. Like, we don't, yeah. we don't need that. We don't need more reminders of what we go through on a daily basis and our ancestors went through on a daily basis. So. Right. <sighs> you going to listen to the soundtrack, though? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, because you know he's gonna have. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's gonna put a lot into it. I'm sure there's gonna be. I'm sure there's gonna be some good music on the see. I mean, like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give it a fair watch. I'll give the soundtrack a fair listen. But just all, again, off of reading the synopsis, I'm not what excited. If, what if Baby Keem is the main character? Oh my god! I, oh lord! <laughs> Sweet. That's not, that is a snooze, bro. For sure. Keem needs to work on putting out a better album before he gets attacked. Oh, well. Let's go, baby Keem Slander. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you're on the Keem Slander? You know. Uh oh. Uh oh. So you're working yeah, you like Melodic Blue? Me neither. So uh, I like Range Brothers. Oh, wow. Let's get of, of let's all get songs to like. I thought that was cool. Lost Souls is hard. The, the, with Brent, Lost with Souls With Brent, is crazy. that was amazing. 16 minutes comes. Yeah, that, that, joint, was, yeah. that was amazing. Nah, he had a couple joints on there, but for the most part, it was snoozer. Snoozer. <laughs> you you got to go back in the vault, lock in, make something better. I just, uh, you seen that thing that said, uh, does Kendrick Lamar have any more cousins? Keem is the one we got to hear from. That's terrible. Oh, that's like he really only had one. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's mad funny. Yeah. So speaking of new music, let's jump into some discussion. So uh, Corday dropped his album from a bird's eye view. 
uh, this weekend. Features from who was on it? Gunna, Freddie Gibbs, Stevie Wonder. How are people getting these Stevie features like this? Bro? I can't remember who else off the top of my head, but uh, how'd, how'd you feel about it, Rosecrans? I haven't listened to it yet. I'm honestly mm. not a huge fan of Corday. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I just like genuinely not a fan. Like I don't listen to it. Yeah. It doesn't relate to me yeah, necessarily. Gotcha. Like That's real. I was never lost as a boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It just it just never kind of spoke to me. You I feel, feel you. me? Like I, I think you. early on, like I lumped him in with like the YBNs that right. I didn't really yeah, yeah. listen to the right. music. Mm-hmm. But then I heard that he's like good. I like his freestyles and shit. Yeah, like, he he gets off. He can really rap. Yeah, he mm-hmm. raps. You know what I'm saying? But um. I don't know, like, his narrative, his story. Like, mm. I just don't really find it too interesting. Nothing's ever, like, caught my attention. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I would agree. I think he's very talented as a rapper. He, he can spit, like you said, his freestyles. Yeah. Um, I really did like The Lost Boy. Like, the, and mm-hmm. the, the feature selection on there, Meek Mill, Pusha T, Anderson Pack. Like, he, he had uh, Aaron Ray was on there. He had a lot of good features. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think naturally I, listening to this, I was like, is it going to measure up or exceed The Lost Boy? And from mm-hmm. what I heard, got like two listens in. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's there. There's some stuff on here I like. The Gunna song I like. Super was really good. Um, but for the most part, I was kind of just like, mm, I'm not vibing with it too much. Like, it's cool, but it's not like. And I think just coming off of the high of last weekend with the Gunna and the Weekend album, it's yeah. like, you know, I'm. it's, I guess ne- subconsciously I was expecting every weekend to kind of be yeah. really great. Yeah. And, that album just didn't really measure up, so you know I'm definitely giving some more spins. But um, he's rapping; he's, he's he raps well. That's that's kind of what he does. But I yeah. think he can improve his song making ability because you, you can be the best rapper ever, but if you can't put together a good song, yeah, you're not gonna grab people as much. So or um, like his narrative, like what's his yeah, genuinely just, like what is his story? Do, do I don't know. Any of you guys know? <laughs> I, I don't think, know. Uh, like he played him. Xbox with he's, uh, he's, he's <laughs> like he's Naomi Osaka's boyfriend. Like, <laughs> like I'm right. genuinely like sometimes you really need a story like 100 to really sell the music like we yeah. know the weekend story uh we've heard little baby's backstory mm-hmm. like these are interesting stories and us as like journalists yep especially we are so intrigued by the story of something we have you know to. what i'm saying so like i don't know like he can rap and he's young and he has like cool hair it's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of great young rappers with cool hair you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. no the thing with uh with corday that i think is interesting is like he's he's really big on like a lot of different things that you know like entrepreneurship and all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff yeah and i've i've uh watched a few interviews where he did tell a story i don't remember i can't like speak to his story right mm-hmm. now yeah. but i think that that's a huge point we've kind of talked about that yeah. before for other people it's like you know the music is okay or the music is good the music is worse to me when the music is great and there's no story. It's yeah. just like, dang, but you know, you could be way further along yeah. if yeah. the music, if you had a story to package this whole thing. Exactly. But it's even worse when the music is like, yeah, like you can respect it and yeah. acknowledge it, but you're like, yo, this would probably carry m- way further if you had, yeah. if I knew where you was coming from. I'd yeah. probably be more yeah. open to listen if I knew, like, oh, I hear about, you know, that about your story. Like, I can relate with that. But, yeah. You know, and from what I've heard, I, I remember being like, "Oh, wow, I didn't know that about him." Well, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that he could do better about the the marketing. But he's also said he's like a private person, and mm-hmm. I think it's like you got to manage both of that. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, it's I, tough to be private and and, and still an upcoming right. Artist. So, like, yeah. Right, you have to get you to a have shift. to open yeah. up. Yeah, you have to open up, be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, what can't I'm saying? all be Franks. You can't all be yeah, hers. You can't they, all yeah. be yeah. mysterious. Don't work for everybody. And not that he's mysterious, yeah. but you got to give more. Yeah, you have to give more. and even her yeah. realized like, look, she started with the dark glasses and couldn't yeah. see nothing, mm-hmm. and after a while, it started opening up mm-hmm. with the you know transparent yeah. glass and everything. It's like, yo, you after at a certain point is we not we can't yeah. relate to that. You don't think the mysterious shit is kind of lazy? I think it is. It's lazy if it's not done strategically. 
Like yeah. I think Frank. I mean, Frank just put out two. Like his his early career was he put out classic music. So mm-hmm. it's like even if we don't know nothing about it, well, we kind of got well, his story know, he has, he has from the music. Like he Channel came, Orange came from uh, New Orleans, yeah. to yeah. LA, and worked regular jobs and yeah, yeah, yeah. odd feature. Like that's yeah. an interesting story to right. me. You know, displaced yeah. by Hurricane Katrina, like. You know, yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah so. obviously the you know other stuff like mm-hmm. that's interesting to me. Yeah, you feel me. And even with her, like even though she was very closed up, not doing interviews, like people knew the people who knew they knew. Oh, she was in the industry prior. Yeah, to this. child like, star. Yeah, she yeah, came yeah, up yeah, right. and that's she rebranded all that. Yeah, so it's like I said, you kind of have to be strategic with the mysterious yeah. thing. Like there's you a timeline on it. Yep. Yeah, yeah there's a timeline on it. Exactly, yeah. it has to go at some. It has to go at away. At some point, Playboy Cardi has to stop pretending to be a vampire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> sitting in the middle of pentagrams and doing <laughs> it is. doing at some rituals. point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He has to like tell us like you know something about him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Earl Earl Sweatshirt put out his album "Sick" with an exclamation point at the end. Um, admittedly, I'm not a f- Earl Sweatshirt fan. I did like his project, some rap songs. I think it came out in 2018. But otherwise, I'm not too tapped in. Um, this project, I played some of it. And, you know, this might upset some people, but I kind of got bored halfway through. So I just kind of just stopped stopped playing it. Um, you know, I, I definitely want to give it a fair listen, but I, I just don't think his music is for me mm-hmm. generally. And that's okay. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't want to make anyone who enjoys it feel like, you know, I'm calling it trash. It's not trash. It's just I personally don't connect with it. I don't really enjoy it that much. So that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel the same. I don't think it's necessarily for me, but I am really, uh, like, anxious to listen to it mm-hmm. because I know he can rap so well. Yeah. Yeah. I followed him from, you know, early on. He was 15, 16 Way with back. Odd Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely want to give it a listen. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I agree with you what you said on, like, it's okay if it's not for you. You're not tearing the person down. I feel yeah. like a lot of times we um, – think that somebody's being a hater it's not right they if don't you like, don't like it right if you don't yeah. like this is not for me you yeah. know that's what i'll always say about like the um like that whole like south florida wave when it came out and mm-hmm. stuff like that or yeah. even like trippy red yeah. somebody i don't listen to and it's not for me but i know he has a lot of talent yeah right you i'm respect not gonna play it. It. Respect i respect it. the talent from, from yeah. Far, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you know as, as far as uh this earl thing i'm definitely gonna give it a listen yeah for that's sure up. Uh, Chris Breezy is back outside. Dropped a new single, Iffy. Um, it was good. Like it, it wasn't necessarily like anything that like amazed me. It's just like at this point with Chris Brown, he's been around for like sixteen, seventeen years he's, at this yeah, point. He's a vet. In a he lot delivers of more good music than not. So it, it's it's exciting to see him like rolling something out his own stuff because he's really been operating within features for the last since what indigo he put out slime and b was 2020 with thug but like it's mostly been features we've heard him on so to hear him on his own thing it's like okay cool we're gonna get a chris brown album soon and he's saying his next album is going to be the same length as his debut um self-titled which was like 15 songs it's like okay cool a short chris brown album is coming yeah very good but uh if, if he was cool i don't really have too much to say about it it was cool Am I? I don't know where I'm at with Chris these days. I'm kind of just like I'm. He's starting to like achieve that because we've had him for all of our youth, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Our consciousness of when we were listening to music and we've seen everything. I'm kind of like, just kind of. Like, oh yeah, Chris is there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I'm not checking for him. Yeah. Um. Because I'm ready for the next thing for mm-hmm. him, and I really, I really hope that. It, that he still has something in the tank, given everything that he's gone through, like that he still is not just, you know, cause he has like over 10,000 songs or something in the vault. Like I heard something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, he'd be you know, yeah. So he's, 
So that's why I feel like after a while, like the songs have really sounded the same to me for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. And I'm like, Chris is so talented. He's one of the best entertainers we have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's up there that caliber. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, man, when are you gonna dive back into a new story with the music? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about being a dad. Like, tell mm-hmm. me about like, like tell me about different things. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like. Um, you know, he had royalty, whatever, um, from, you know, an ex and whatever. He talked about the, a little bit. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's some some point there where he can kind of, it's the same way with Drake does. Like, Drake just kind of brings you every album into, like, where he is right now. Yeah. I feel like Chris doesn't do that, per se. And I think it's mostly sonically. He just makes really good music. Yeah, it's yeah. good. There's, and there's that's no the problem. It's like good because it's good it. enough. Yeah. It's, that's good enough what it is. played on radio and mm-hmm. he has a large enough fan base to where, I don't think he has to dig deeper yeah. and go like the extra mile, uh, like say a weekend mm-hmm. who creates these amazing concept albums, com- mm-hmm. right? Uh, opens up new worlds mm-hmm. and, you know, has an album where you can like debate right. things like, wait, was he talking about this? Is he going to heaven? He's going to hell. What mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, you know, is this a continuous timeline to his other album? Like right. all these questions that you have after listening to a project, I love stuff like that. I geek out about shit like that. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. And yeah, with, with Chris Brown albums, it's just like, okay, it's another album of right. 15 songs that I'm going to listen to and mm-hmm. I'm going to like, and then I'm going to be ready for him to drop another project after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to enjoy that too, probably. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's, exactly. It's like, everything is like it's kinda, B plus. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know it's just it's like, like, it's awesome. good. This you is good. Knock it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And too, and Chris is not a concept guy and that's what, not what yeah. we expect from him. I don't expect that from him. Yeah. But even there's a whole lane of people who aren't concept people. We yeah. par- party folks or, you know, turn mm-hmm. up and that that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Right. But it's like even within that, I feel there's there's things he could uh, level up. I want him. I've said this on the podcast, but like I want him to do like an unplugged joint. Yeah. yeah. I want him to lock in with like a D mile type. I want him to lock yeah. in with like a even a cardiac and him and cardiac and her do crazy music together. I want to hear a little more of that stuff. Yeah. Like kind of more like uh, raw and unfil- unfiltered type of thing. Something but, that yeah. really like makes a, a stamp in the culture like permanently yeah. yes like yo remember when chris did this he really hasn't done that since like fame from 2011 it's been a minute. yeah like and fame was the one right after the rihanna stuff so yeah he kind of had something to prove and it's kind of like i feel like he's like he's a huge global sensation but he's not a pop star if that makes sense yeah Explain he can't that. really like I think just the way his career has gone and the perception of him, like people are quick to be like, "Oh yeah, this Chris music is good," but he did this to Rihanna. He's done that. He, he knocked his status he off. This yeah. person, all this thing. Like people are so quick to go to the criticism that he can't necessarily be a pop star. But mm-hmm. you know, Chris Brown. There's constantly a Chris Brown song that you're hearing on the radio. You're hearing at a function. Like he's 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 ubiquitous. Like you can't yes. get yes. away from Chris Brown. But there's just there's like a something missing there. Yeah, with him. But wouldn't you say the caveat? I feel like saying the sentence "Chris Brown is not a pop star" to me, I'm like, that's like a head turn, super mm-hmm. head turn. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't you think that ubiquitous is a sign of pop stars? Are all pop stars ubiquitous, or is like not ubiquitous is a sign of a pop star, but not all pop stars are ubiquitous? Is that what you're saying? Bingo. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's exactly what I'm saying. Got yeah. It. yeah. So iffy. I'm not iffy on it. It was good. Lastly, JID. Some people say JID. Some people say JID. I don't know what y'all say. say I heard he said it's both. Okay. Whatever you want. That's pretty cool. Sure. Let's go with that. So JID slash JID dropped a single surround sound featuring 21 Savage and Baby Tate. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Um, JID, JID, JID is one of uh, one of my favorite upcoming rappers. I've been really excited about 
him and his potential since mm-hmm. I got exposed to him in 2018. I've been waiting for another album since DiCaprio 2. He really showed out on, on the Dreamville, Rent of the Dreamers project, and his features have been really good. And I've been waiting for that next album because he's been hyping it up, like collab table black, this, that, like a couple different products he's got coming. So this was good to hear. I hope yeah. it's leading to a new project soon. But um, really good. 21 Savage has been rapping really well over the last year. Baby Tate, her part could have been a little longer. The beat switch was cool. But um, Jid, Jid rarely disappoints me, so I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jids. Um, I'm not like like the biggest fan, mm-hmm. but I really respect his rapping ability. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling that he's about to have like his own moment mm. in the spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Gunna just did. Yeah, yeah. Where he really like showed and proved and was just like, oh shit, like, yo, Gunna did this whole shit. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and yes, he's YSL, but like he had his own moment and he stood toe to toe with the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen a thing that said that JID and um, J. Cole have like damn near the same amount of monthly Spotify listeners, mm. which is that incredible. Doesn't, that doesn't shock me though, because mm. I feel like J.I.D. fans, like, you really listen, people who really listen to music, I feel like really rock with him. Yeah. yeah. And that just shows, like, wow, this guy is like really growing, you know, his own career yeah. outside of just the Dreamville stuff. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's a lot of just dedicated J.I.D. fans that aren't necessarily Dream uh, Dreamville fans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good point. I have a feeling he's probably going to have his own moment finally, yeah. like in the sun by himself. And yeah. it's about time, too. Yeah. I mean, everyone's been like, you know, obviously Cole is the guy at Dreamville, yeah. but everyone's like, who is going to be the one to take that mantle? And yeah. I think it could be J.I.D. Like, you yeah. know, Boss is really great. I love Boss. Earth Gang is great. But mm-hmm. I think in terms of talent, in terms of potential, in terms of range, I think yeah. J.I.D. is the next up for Dreamville when J. Yeah. Cole decides to hang it up. So it's just nice. a matter of him, you know, delivering. Um, so, you know, this was this was good to hear. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. So that is our chat. Let us acknowledge our employee of the month, the guy, Devon Terrell, singer, songwriter, owner of HMD Studios, co-host on the Snowpod. He's got a hilarious and also incredible reel out. Um, the song, oh, my, Casey and JoJo, All My yes. Life. He, like, did, like, a drill remix to it where he's like all my life i've been waiting for ops like you like it was it was, it was, it was hilarious like, <laughs> oh, shit. I yo, see that. Yo, tap into devon terrell on instagram he's got hilarious content coming out regularly but he's also he's as equally talented as he is funny um and it's just cool to see him blend those things together shout out to you my brother and thank you for creating this space for us so let's clap it up for devon terrell yes sir all right let's hear some tunes let's jump into this slide deck lizzie the best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Frank, please come back. All right. Please, Frank. <laughs> every week, please. every week. Drop something. So um, our guest has a special treat for us that he is going to play. Oh, so yeah. let us know what you what you brought for us, my guy. I'm excited right, for this. So I, bought, I brought a really, really dope song that uh, is unreleased, mm-hmm. you know, so it's oh, a treat for the fans. Hey, hey. Uh, I'm actually on this uh, trip with uh, this guy, Pac-Man the Gunman, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. who was uh, Nipsey's so, all-money-in artist, mm-hmm. so. and he has an entire project produced entirely by Hitboy. You so might have a, heard of him. You yeah. might have heard of Hitboy. There's this guy named Hitboy out there. <laughs> IE original. He makes some beats. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, you know, Hitboy, best producer in the game right now, to mm-hmm. me, hands down. Like, He's cooking. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really... Um, doing what he's doing. He uh, linked up with, with Pac-Man. They have an entire project, nine songs. And this last song is a storytelling song by mm-hmm. Pac-Man. It's called Until We Meet Again, um, where he just literally tells a story of the day he found out Nipsey passed. Mm. You know, so it's, uh, the content is a little heavy, mm-hmm. 
but it's really really powerful and you know hip boy knocked the beat out the park and mm-hmm. i think this is might be one of those like forever songs of like when you lose somebody you know what i'm saying you can relate to you can put this on help you grieve mm. and stuff like that yeah. so um but aside from that just an incredible song you know what i'm saying so so cool. yeah, we got this till we meet again pac-man the gunman produced by hip boy Tell me it's a heaven, tell me we gon' meet again Dealing with this pressure still floating in the wind Man, I pray to God he forgive me for my sins Tell me it's a heaven, tell me we gon' meet again Ball rain, teardrop, heart broken Jumped on the 10 West, nigga still hoping nose, my road dog breaking nose, my son do today but still got nothing to lose, gotta make decisions, and I'm cool living with it, don't give a fuck why it happened, I ain't sitting cool with it, make it to the hood, back it left on fifth, gave a hug to black Sam, you know, granny give me strength, mama strong, money strong, Sammy strong, Lauren strong, Adam strong, cross strong, holding on, you a legend living long, if it wasn't for you, niggas never would've known How to run it up and be a boss I value to they worth How to buy the block back before they gentrify the turf Still hurt, black cloud feeling cursed Down the saw, last ride, walking with your hearse Tell me it's a heaven, tell me we gon' meet again Dealing with this pressure still floating in the wind Man, I pray to God he forgive me for my sins Tell me it's a heaven, tell me we gon' meet again Tell fast, gotta love him, tell Luke that I miss him Tell Blue said I'm still riding around with a pistol Lot of shit change, but my love man the same See these niggas tryna gain clout off a nickname I ain't fucking with them, got too many morals, nigga With a front line, way too many wars, nigga Had him fucked up, jumping out of forms, nigga Ask Sonny Cobb, I was there to score with him now my nigga gone to tell the truth, the scars is never healed Got exposed to the fake cut, the love is never real Went from grinding out the trunk, at the Spawson Shopping Center Took 30,000 fans crying at the Staples Center Tell me it's a heaven, tell me we gon' meet again Dealing with this pressure still floating in the wind Man, I pray to God he forgive me for my sins Tell me it's a heaven, tell me we gon' meet again For sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um when I heard that song, I was just like, holy shit. Like he really did it. Like he's he spoke like Pac-Man spoken about um Nip's passing in other songs, like referenced it like in verses and stuff, mm-hmm. but he hadn't necessarily done that um formal, like kind of like goodbye track, kind of yeah. like obviously like oh, thank had, you. Yeah, yeah. I'll be missing you and you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. Uh, this is like his version of that, and and it came very organically, mm-hmm. you know, with Hit, who also had a really good relationship, yeah, of course, with Nip, and you know, produced his last hit single. Right. So it was, exactly. So it was just very like organic, and you know, obviously we heard like um, Meek's letter to Nipsey and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but this is his day one type of homie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Grew up with and stuff like that. It's different. It's different. It's different. You know what I'm saying? He really knew him on a, on a real personal level. Knew his family. Still talks to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He referenced a 
Lauren, you know, all his yeah. kids, yeah, yeah, Ross, yeah. Um, sister Sammy. So it was just really, uh, really dope to finally have that kind of like moment. And it's the last song on the project. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it closes it out really strong. So, mm. yeah, shout out to shout out to Pac, shout out to Hit, um, Recipe Snip. For sure. Wow. Yeah, can't wait to hear that full project. Thank you for, yeah, for sharing that with us. Yeah, appreciate this. Yeah. Appreciate that. Continuing the LA energy, what you got for us, my guy? Man, I had to, you know, when Vic, I just I just brought out the most West Coastisms in me in myself <laughs> when I heard that we had a West Coast original coming through. So man, so I got uh a, a brother that I know by the name of Caleb Lombard, uh very talented rapper out of the IE. Um, love this dude. Uh, this is a song called Drip off of a project that he released a little while back. It's produced by DG Beats, Drip by Caleb Lombard. Check the drip. I'm like a vampire move with the drop. Check the wristwatch out. This is why I'm high. Watch the residue. You gon' step up in the drip. Drip, drop, drop, drip, drip, drop, drop, drip. Something like a vampire move with the drop. Check the wristwatch out. This is why I'm high. Watch the residue. You gon' step up in the drip. Drip, drop, drop, drip, drip, drop. Yo, when I'm on the mic, it's such a thing of beauty. You rappers know you in some hot water like jacuzzis. I know I'm who you want inside that song. Your list of duties, you better get to wishing like you pay your school fees. I was born for this credentials, legit. This ain't what you rappers start, so when they fail, they quit. People always trying to test me, but they antics never stick. All I see is you coughing and not coughing like you sick. Uh, life ain't easy, but I always come pressing. Competition getting smaller, I call that compression. I'm responsible for murder. This is my confession, killing beat after beat. I think I'm getting too obsessive. Check the drip, something like a pimp, high move with the drive. Check the wristwatch out, this is why I'm high. Watch the residue, you gon' step up in the dress. Drop, drop, drip, drip, drop, drop, drip. Something like a pimp, I move with the drop. Check the wristwatch out, this is why I'm high. Watch the residue, you gon' step up in the dress. Drop, drop, drip, drip, drop. We keep tacking on the points, this is getting too excessive. We playing when it's ball, so it's always my possession. Man, this is just what I intended. I knew I'd be here, but all my life I only dreamt it. Traveled the world just to rhyme a sentence. Y'all can f with me. It's like I'm living abstinent and abstinence coincidentally. That's fire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very different. That boy, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my guy, Caleb Lombard, out the IE in the Empire. What part are you? Uh, Chino. Chino? Chino, yeah, yeah. Chino yes, One of the few things I know about her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the Ball Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Chino Hills High. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I did. Okay. yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, so dope. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no um, doubt. I brought for us Netflix and Duce by Smino, produced by Monty Booker. Pink, Candy, Pepto, Bismo, Bill, oh. Team named Kelly, the ass. 
ass on Sunset Hill. A beautiful view, unusual. I'm hooked on the real, and you would be too. I'm pookie about that coochie for real. Okay, cool. Yes, I love the way you. No, it's the soul. You know that ass look like a fucking grapefruit. Hitting them push-ups, showing I'm up in that woosoo, woosoo. You get woosoo. Arch that thing like where I'm from. Been on my brain and serotonin. Living la vida with my la vida. Feel like safety. Liberate your limbs, eliminate your limits. Let me. You feel just like lemonade on ice when I'm all sweaty. She likes me, no boy, I get it already. I got a piece of on the white body, body. I'm trying to lay, 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 lay. That's that, hard. That was got a pizza yeah. on the way, way, way. I'm trying to lay, lay. That was interesting. Netflix and Ducey. I love, I love Smino because like he's he's definitely like one of these melodic rappers, but he's a bit more intentional on his diction. Like, yes, he, like yes, you for can, sure. And not, I, I'm not one of the people who you know disparages mumble rappers, and I hated that movement where everyone was like mumble rap is trash. Fuck that. I love mumble rap, but like he's a bit more. You, you can he really articulates. You can get what he's yeah. saying, but like there's a melody you can catch, but then he's also spitting as well. Yeah. And his production is very instrumental. Shout out to Monty Booker on producing that. And yeah, I think I think Smino is one of he, he's like in. Like I think he's well known, but I think he's like still an unsung, yeah, like, no, hidden he, gem yeah. within music. Like right you've now. heard the name, but you don't necessarily know what he looks like. Yeah. If you're like a casual rap fan, yeah. I, exactly. I met him not too long ago. That's hard, and I wasn't sure like who he was until after I like. <laughs> yeah, like, he was like, like what's that? Was like, oh, what's up? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like a lot of people don't necessarily like tell you their full name. Yep. Yeah. You know, so he's like, oh, it's me, and I'm like, oh, what's up, Vic? Mm-hmm. And then after I was like walking away, mm. and then I was like. Oh, that was Smino. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, duh. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. But yeah, it was cool. Now, that bass line was, that. I was like, what? Sometimes yeah. with weird production, it either hits you completely, yeah. or it's like, yo, weird. I'm no, like, if I, got that. No, if I would have heard that beat, I'd be like, yo, how did, how do you even find that pocket mm-hmm. yeah. from that beat? Like, that's the thing. Right. That's how do you why find I think he's so pocket? talented, because yeah. he'll give you something different. Like, yeah. right. he'll do, he'll spit on those beats where you're like, I, I, I would have said, Next, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to something with more 808s and all that, but Smino yeah. will attack those beats like that. So yeah. I love it. Now, listeners, if you would like to hear those slides, all of our previous slides, unfortunately, you will not be able to hear the Pac Man song until it uh, the project releases. But you can check out all of these slides on our slide deck playlist. Hit the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio at Stay Busy Pod. And artists, listeners, if you would like to submit a slide to us, you can hit us at staybusypod at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter or IG. Now, before we get into our interview with the guy, Rosecrans Vic, we want to introduce a L.A. themed segment called Don't Come to L.A. So we got some questions for you. Rapid yeah. fire answers. Kick us off. The, the, the L.A. native himself. Thoughts on renaming Staples Center. Oh, man. It's, it was painful. It was, it painful. was painful. It was painful to watch. I literally watched it happen. Mm. People, were people outside like standing and watching it? No. So like the homie lives across from the Staples Center. Uh-huh. I just happened to come over that day, and we were across the street. We knew, like, it was happening and everything. And then we just see them taking, like, the the signs down. Like, they started, it was, you know, Staples, obviously. So, like, they took down, like, all center, like, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. By the time I got there, it was probably, like, noon or 1. And uh, they were taking off the L. Mm-hmm. And then all you see was S-T-A-P. Mm-hmm. And I started yelling, stop, <laughs> at the top of my lungs, and then, it was funny because the guy turned around. And he was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. I'm doing my job. Like, yeah. and I was just like, literally, just yelling at him, like on some juvenile shit. But that's how I felt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's really how I felt. It's literally been a staple. Like, People don't understand yeah. like the memories that we have of yeah. Staples Center. Like, I was a uh, 
one of my dad's friends, I never told this story. One of my dad's friends, uh, way back when, because Staples Center was built in like what, like two thousand ish, two thousand, yeah, yeah. My one of my dad's friends uh, helped was with one of the teams that like helped build that, like mm-hmm. helped build it. So he was a contractor, did construction, he passed. But when I was a kid, they had like an event for all the people who worked on the Staples Center, and mm-hmm. I went. So I was like, as a kid in there, and like I didn't know what it was, but my dad yeah. told me I was older. He's like, yeah, remember when we went to Staples? That was like a like a inauguration event thing i was like oh wow so it's like going there going to clipper games laker games all the above um but just yeah it, it was like whoa for me being so far away from home too it was like dang bro like every time i go home it feels less home yeah and it's like now it's not staples yeah because they already was doing you know with the state farm joint or in the form what do they do i don't even know what they're doing over there like with the, oh, forum the, the forum and, yeah. so uh yeah the forum's still there but now they got the sofi stadium yeah like what is that stadium that's where the rams, the rams, and rams. play rams, yeah. like it's new teams at home yeah. like so i'm just like home is feeling less home it's like y'all gonna take staples from me yeah for crypto.com yeah i shouldn't and, even said the name and okay. like honestly i would have been a little bit like i would have been better if it was like crypto.com center still would have mm. felt a little yeah a little, like not yeah. arena it's not yeah. it's, i thought it was a center why arena. is it an arena now i feel like they went they were just trying to go hard left like yeah. away like this and like i don't know i mean i'm i'm old enough to remember like when the lakers played at the forum, forum mm. right i live like a mile away from there growing up so um i remember when they moved from there you know, I was I was really young, but I was still kind of sad. Like, oh damn, like the teams are they're leaving. They're not close. Yeah, they're not close anymore. Downtown LA, I don't ever fucking go over there. It's mad, you know it's mad far for people who don't understand. It's kind of yeah. yeah. So, you know, I just you know I was just like driving around, like oh shit, like it's Crypto dot com center. I'm like in a way I was I, like I was really upset, and it just you know change unwanted change is always like annoying and yeah. you know shit like that. But I was just like, well, on the bright side, like I've lived long enough to see like three phases like of a new eras new yeah, eras era. and you know everything's just new refreshing and stuff like that yeah. i'm still not used to it and i was still sad about the shit <laughs> you know about it being renamed and all that but naturally you know whatever it might just be a new era you know hopefully for the better that's it, I'm sad. That's it. Yeah. so usc or ucla which which school do you prefer whether you've you gotten a party there or been to games anything ucla like, i've been UCLA. a ucla fan like my oh you ucla guy a yeah. clap guy that's what's up you feel me <laughs> <laughs> I, used to go, I used to go to games as a kid. Same, yeah. well. I used to That's go to all that. the like basketball games. I was a really big UCLA Fire. basketball fan. Mm. I did UCLA basketball camp like oh, twice. Really? Yeah. yeah, I used to love going to the going to the games. Like I never really went to Laker or Clipper games, mm. but I'll be at Poly Pavilion all the time. That's a fact. Mm. No, it's a beautiful yo. Some yeah, great yeah, ones. UCLA Russ went yeah. there, right? Uh, Kevin Love. Facts, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got to see all that when I was younger. When Smart. I was at Clipper camp, oh, Clipper camp. When I was at uh, the UCLA camp, mm. Russ was on the team wow. all the time. Yeah, that's so, fine. Yeah, it was dope. That's hard. Aaron Aflalo came. Aaron Aflalo. Aaron Aflalo. Jason Capone. Capone had the, he got the J. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That boy can shoot. Yeah. That boy can shoot. Uh, favorite West Coast legend. Now, this can be related to anything. Sports, music, culture, whatever. Your favorite West Coast legend. Ray J. Ray J. <laughs> Wait. You, you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was, bro, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Snoop. I didn't have to take that. I believe you, but that's funny. It's, it's funny, but I, I believe you. Tell, I mean, tell, the man made unbreakable okay. glasses. I'm consistent. You can go back on anything, and I've been a champion of Ray J. Ray oh, years. my God. Please tell us why, yo. Please tell us why. Ray J is, like, a national treasure, but specifically a West Coast treasure. Yeah. Right? He put on an entire family mm-hmm. with his dick. <laughs> Who else? 
You who else? Ooh. The, <laughs> who else? Ooh. Thank God I was. I, because that was going to go this way. I was already. Woo. I was about to speak. I mean, you, you are not wrong. Bro. He had hit songs. Lil' Kim. Neptunes. Yep. Wait a minute. Yep, yep. He had. He was the first person ever to almost take off his tank top, but he decided to put it over here, just over his mm-hmm. neck in the video. Mm-hmm. Bro. Man. This is gold. <laughs> Do I have to say scooty bikes? I, Do I have to say more? Like, I can keep going. But you, you got it. <laughs> One wish. Man, One wish? The man made unbreakable glasses I? that are breakable. So You feel me? Yeah. Come oh on, Oh, my Ray God. <laughs> Yo, Ray, that was like, if anyone would ask me, what, like... Ask, tell me Vic's favorite West Coast legend, wrong answers only. I still would have never put Ray J. Yeah. That is yeah. funny. Hey, I've been I love that. With it. People have been That's asking Ray J. I'm one of Ray J's hey, biggest fans. Stick to your gun, my guy. Yeah. All right, I'm glad it worked out to I had this question because <laughs> I am constantly, constantly defending this place. Overrated or underrated? So over or under, in and out. Underrated. Thank you. It's incredible. Thank you. Okay, this is what I have to explain. This is what I have to explain. So everyone on this coast, they hate it. They hate in and out when they go to the West Coast. Yeah. And they particularly downplay yeah. They hate the fries, right? Yeah. Whatever. So what I always tell them is, like, the reason y'all hate in and out like, when we grow up with it, it's, like, yeah. we love in and out Like, yeah. I, I went to in and out like, three times when I was home, right? Yeah. <laughs> we love it because it's just regular. It's a solid burger. It's a high-value burger for the price and for what high you get. High-value burger. It's a high-value burger for what I you mean, get. Interesting. And it's a high. When I say value, mean like the sense of satisfaction you get from what you pay to me is very high. Yeah, I I thought you meant like um, no 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 it's like not like Kevin Samuel's like <laughs> no. the big fan of like the burger. Like, oh my god, this is a high value burger, oh my, my friend. <laughs> nah, but the people on this coast, they, all they do is hear about In and Out, 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 and they're expecting mid. a life changing burger. Yeah, In and Out is not a life changing burger. It's yeah. just a good burger. It's yeah. a solid burger. So they go with these otherworldly expectations. They go and they eat it, and then they hate it because it's under these crazy expectations that they've put in their mind. I'm like, well, you would never, any of us would never put in and out way up there like that. Yeah. It's just regular. It's, it's everywhere. It's just yeah. in and out. It's, it's an eight. Always, though. It'll never, Always. It'll never be a seven. It'll never Don't be a six. <laughs> Uh, It'll eight. never be a nine. Okay, eight. what's a better It'll burger? A Shake Shack is an eight. Shake no. Shack burger. Have you is had Shake Shack? Yeah. 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 What do you think? Where do you Shake put Shack it? I don't like it as, as much. I like Shake Shack, you. but I don't like it as much as in. Okay, but look, the thing is about Shake Shack, all depends where you go. That's a fact. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, there's sometimes it's max. Other times your fucking fries are soggy as shit. You know what I'm the saying? The fries not that great. I don't. Sometimes go there for they fries, put though. too much nacho cheese on the shit. That like, fries is trash. They usually you know put what I'm the saying? cheese on the side though. Them so, Orida fries, them Walmart frozen fries. <laughs> you get the same ones at Del Taco. No, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. shout out Del Taco. They don't know about Del Taco, right? Oh, yeah. So it's just like it varies, and like mm-hmm. many you know franchises, they all vary everywhere you go. Right. But In and Out takes their burgers very seriously. They have an entire university in Baldwin Park, oh. where people go like. In and out shit is a whole professors then. Shut up, bro. Look, In and Out is just it's a whole like it's a lifestyle, bro. It people, is a lifestyle. People bro. eat, sleep, and breathe in and out. If you work there, like mm-hmm. work there for ten years, type shit. Mm-hmm. They treat they their rent out Disneyland every year. Yeah, oh. they treat their employees great. They've been okay. In they have too a long smile. To get out. They oh have my a God. smile on their face. <laughs> They're. Uh, <laughs> He Look. loves dad pun. Yeah, facts. You're gonna be a great dad. Oh, bro, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can wait. I can wait. I can wait. It's easy, bro. I'll let you know how to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, nah, In-N-Out, man, I love In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad, bad. Probably the minute I touch down, I'm going to get some. Yeah, well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go Venice Move Beach on. or Santa Monica Pier? Uh, Venice Beach. Okay. Yeah. For those who don't know the difference, say why you like Venice Beach. Venice Beach is a lot more weird. Mm. It's it a lot weird. of shit going on. Uh, a lot of bums. There's a drum circle. For those who don't know, that's white man can't jump. Basically, yeah. There's a skate park there. Yeah. Just very, like, artsy. It was a lot better before it got gentrified because now everywhere in there is, like, multi-million dollar houses. Oh, wow. But, like, the spirit of it is, like, I went to Coney Island yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is how Venice used to be before it got gentrified. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's very, yeah. like, uh, community-based and yeah. stuff like that. The folks that be out there. The people who've been surfing there surf for 40 exactly. years. Exactly. That's yeah. how it used to be. Like, it got really gentrified and stuff. But um, I still like it. Santa Monica um, Pier is just, I don't know. It's like, regular to us. It's nothing it's, to us. Yeah, right. like, I'm just, I'm not, like, the hugest fan. I didn't really go too much, like, growing up right, as a kid. Right, so right, exactly. It's never been, like, my thing. Okay. Uh, Rapid Fire. Rank your favorite L.A. sports teams by preference. Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. Chargers or Rams? Rams. Dodgers or Angels? Dodgers. Kings or Ducks? Kings. Okay. Yeah, those are the very, like... L.A. through and through. Those, yeah, those are the very, like, L.A. ones, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. People out by me would probably say, like, Angels, Ducks. Yeah. So, definitely. Anaheim folks, yeah. yeah. Lastly, I can leave this one. Oh, all right. I want to put the people on because the, the Mexican food on the West Coast is not... I mean, on the East Coast... It's not giving what it's supposed to give. It gives. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. Until you experience, you know, where you're from. It's not giving what what it's supposed to give. It it gives. It gives. Unless you go into... It might not give as much, but Unless you go into somebody's crib. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta get you some authentic Mexican food. So, but give the folks um, a hidden gem, taco, or pupusa spot that you want to shout out on the West Coast. Um, The people sleep on the pupusas, too. Pupusas are elite, bro. Okay, I'll give like a... Like a not so hidden gem, but like an easy to find place, and then I'll give like another spot. Um, there's a place called Leo's Tacos. Mm-hmm. It's right on La Brea, um, and what is the other street? I forgot. It's um, yeah, whatever. In La Brea, it's, yeah. It's on La Brea, and it's a taco stand. It's right next to like a gas station, or it's in the parking lot of a gas station. I think I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. Is it down the street from Roscoe's? Yeah, exactly. So it's La Brea and Pico. There it goes. Yeah, La Brea and Pico. It's incredible. I've seen it so many times driving by. I'm like, yeah. yo, I bet them tacos bust. Because I would see a line. So I would see a line. Fire. I'm like, I bet them tacos is busting over there. The tacos al pastor, get that. Al pastor is different. That shit is incredible. If that people don't know about pastor. It's pork. It's pork, y'all. That place is so fucking right, good. So, so when I come to LA, I'm, I'm going Leo's Tacos. Going yeah, let's go. I'll take you. Say that. not too far from the crib. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another spot. It's like really close to my house. Equally as good, if not a little better. But it's like, it doesn't even have a name. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. one of those, it's yep. just right yep. there. You That's what I'm like, talking about. It's on, one of them and, it's on Melrose and Vine. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they only there, like, they're, they're arbitrary times. Yeah. They're like, That's they're, they're on, sometimes on Monday, sometimes they're not. You feel me? They're, they're, they're not there when it rains. They're there when it's hot. Like, they, sometimes they pack up at 10, sometimes they pack up at 11. Like, it's a stand or a shop? It's a stand. Oh, see, so yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't about. even have a name. I'm that's what I'm talking It's yeah. just, the t- it's just yeah, tacos. But it's Max consistently every time. Yes. Good to know. Absolutely. Melrose and Vine in Hollywood. Right. And then the other one is um, La Brea and Pico. They be trying to charge three and four dollars per taco here, bro. Yeah, I mean, is it, is it like that at home now? Yeah, sometimes, you know, you get order like four tacos and then you get like fifteen bucks, like whatever. What? Oh yeah. lord, nothing's the same anymore. Yeah, nothing was the nothing same. I remember, I remember dollar fifty Capital. taco Tuesday. That's how it's bussing. supposed to be. That's dollar how bussing. That's how it's supposed to be. Dollar fifty. Wow. 
Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. Hey, food is expensive out here. It is, bro. It oh, dude. I sat down to Dominican spot yesterday. It was like $26. Usually for like a regular plate. Usually what? back home, it's like you'll pay that, but at a fancy restaurant. Exactly. Right? You know like a sit like, down oh, yeah, joint. Sit, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a sit down joint, but oh, like, it, was a sit-down joint. it wasn't oh. like luxurious mm-hmm. dining is what I'm saying. It was good food. But I was like 26. I'm like, is this for two? You probably got a lot of food, though. Right? I did. I yeah, did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they be showing, Dominicans be showing yeah. love with yeah. the food. With the portions? Oh, my God. Yeah, facts. It's a trade-off. It's always but, love. Uh, yeah. Let's get into you a little bit, man. You know, with with the name Rosecrans, Rosecrans Vic, um, you know, I want you to talk to the people about, you know, where Rosecrans Avenue is and kind of what that what that means to you. Um, so Rosecrans Ave is a 27-mile-long street mm. that goes from the beach starting in uh, Manhattan Beach all the way to, like, Orange County. Um, it runs through, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly of L.A., and it's a street that I personally grew up on in different cities alongside of it. So I have always identified that. Since I moved around a lot, I always felt like that street was home, you know? And then uh, fast forward to, like, 2012, 2013, started to listen to, um, you know, Kendrick's, album you know sang rosecrans a lot I identified with that that was my favorite album at the time he's my favorite rapper then yg drops my crazy life also talking about rosecrans a lot and i'm just like oh this is dope you know as this is happening i'm like five ten minutes away from everything they're describing and so i've always been a huge fan of hip-hop and been following it closely like since i was a kid literally seven eight years old with mm-hmm. the walkman and so i was like okay i'm trying to like you know, build this brand name and stuff like that. So decided on the, I was really inspired by uh, fake short drive. Mm. Andrew Barber, shout out yeah, to him. Yeah. So when I found out about that and how he did fake short drive modeled after Lake short drive, I was like, that's a dope concept. And I just loved how he only gave a fuck about what was going on in the Midwest and Chicago and just stayed hyper focused on that. And I was like, I want to do that for LA. So because of that, I'm like, okay, I'm like, maybe I do, like, froze crans. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that sounds stupid as fuck. Yeah. I'm like, let me just keep it authentic. Like, it's yeah. froze crans that people know yeah. what that means and, you know, where I'm at. And we just want to be, you know, incredibly authentic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's why I chose the name Rose Crans App. Okay. Yeah. And making that transition from being a lover of hip-hop to working within it, like, what was the kind of first thing that you tried out within hip-hop and like what's what's that journey been like because you got your hands in a bunch of different things now like it's it's impressive how how many things you do i don't know how you do it so like what was the first kind of your first working introduction to hip-hop and then how did you kind of evolve into everything you're doing now uh blogging just Mm -hmm. taught myself how to write basically um i went to school but i went to community college and it wasn't necessarily to write it was like communication so it just covered a bunch of different shit Mm -hmm. um but i really just taught myself how to write over and over just writing articles and shit that I wouldn't put out, but mm-hmm. I would move on and start another one. And until I felt comfortable enough to like put it out there and I was just blogging, you know, and then I decided to do an event one day of like all the rappers I was covering and mm. just, I'm very much a like jump in the deep end of the, like the pool type shit. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. I'll figure trial it out. by fire. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's really been my, my mantra, you know, up until this point. So I threw a show and it had a lot of people come out and I was just like, wow, that was fun. And I <laughs> didn't go broke. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I broke even. So I was like, wow, like mm. that was incredible. You mm. know what I'm saying? So that, you know, doing that. And then 
I would say like the first time we made any type of noise in LA was we, um, me and Jeff Weiss, we did a show together on a Monday night in Echo Park um, in like August. And we had O3 Greedo, mm-hmm. uh, Ralphie, the, uh, Ralphie the Plug, Desto Dub, um, Cypress, the homie Cypress was DJing. Mm-hmm. And we fucking packed out the Echo. It was like 300 people on a mm-hmm. Monday night. That's and, fine. And then, you know, the fader like, and posted about it and all this shit. So it was just like we made a real impact that night, mm-hmm. and it started like change things. People started to pay attention to Greedo, and then eventually started paying attention to Shoreline and Draco and everybody. So um, that was like kind of the first time I made any significant impact. I would say. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now um, the partnership with No Jumper. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the narrative surrounding No Jumper. You know, social media is. Very split on on No Jumper, but for you, like you know, having worked directly with them, like how, one, how did that partnership come together, and like what what have you been able to bring to them, and what do you feel like they've been able to do for you as well? Um, so I've known Adam for like four or five years by now. Uh, we met backstage at Shoreline events or like Draco concerts. We were just around, you know, all the same shit for a while, and it wasn't necessarily like the first time we met, like. Oh, I'm Vic. You know, I'm Adam. Like, great Let's to work. meet you. No, <laughs> it, work. Was, it was literally just like he kept seeing me, yeah. and obviously knew who he was. And I never asked for like no handouts, no favors, no pictures, anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just around. Yeah, and eventually, yeah. it was like he just grew a respect for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had him on my podcast um, that I did at Dash Radio. You know, we spoke there. You know, got his number, whatever. Still didn't really talk um and really i started like to just i was just always consistent and always there i started sending him emails um of videos that i thought would be a fit for his channel and he would post a lot of them Mm -hmm. you know i would only send him quality and then he'll be like yeah i'm done upload this boom so i would just send him send him providing value first (laughs) providing value you know what i'm saying stayed in contact with them you know probably emailed him like once a week um didn't ask him for anything, no money, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, we just built a relationship like that. I'll run into him at um, Rolling Loud, Miami, New York. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. sure he's like, how the fuck does that keep, <laughs> where does he keep press, popping press, up press, at? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, but it's like anything. I know if I was in his position I, and I seen somebody grinding and show up to everywhere I'm at, but to work, mm-hmm. you know, not to fuck around, yeah. I would grow respect for them too. So. 100%. Uh, eventually we just, you know, got cooler and cooler. And, um, then, uh, in, what was it like February of 2020, mm-hmm. um, he hit me up and was just like, yo, come by the office. I want to, um, chop it up with you. And I was like, all right, cool. So I met him, we chopped it up and then he was just like, yeah, you know, I want you to do a podcast on our network. We're trying to grow it. Uh, I think you'll be a perfect fit. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. So then obviously the pandemic happened like a month later mm-hmm. that shut down any plans of anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, he hit me back up, I think in August of 2020 and was just like, yo, um, you know, would you still be down to do that podcast? And I was just like, yeah, just give me like three, four days. I'm gonna come up with a concept, co-host everything. I'll get back to you. I'll send you an email with everything. Mm-hmm. So I just worked my ass off for the next three, four days, got the co-host shout out to Gina, shout out to Gabe, Came up with the concept, got a logo, 
did everything. Wow, <laughs> and then I was just wow. like, boom, here it is. That's fine. And then he was just like, all right, cool. Like, sounds good. And then he's like, when you want to record, like, you want to record Monday? I was like, Monday, let's do it. Like, right mm-hmm. away. Straight boom, up. Boom, we did the pilot episode. It went well. And then we aired the next, very next Monday. Wow, man. So. <laughs> came yeah. together. You know, you're not playing. You I wasn't playing. Uh, <laughs> you're going to throw up the live. I'm going to dunk that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to gorilla hang it. off the rim. Come you on now. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So yeah. how do you approach, like, responsibility with having a platform? Like, when you have a platform, you got to be responsible. One, because you're very, very pointed in what your your mission statement is. Like, I'm yeah. putting on the folks to the, the L.A. stuff that's really going around, the people who got the streets buzzing. Like, I'm really going to be that guy to to uplift that, you know, in, yeah. in the most authentic way possible. So when you have a platform like that, how do you approach being responsible with it? Like, cause you want to grow it as the big as it can be, but also at the same time you want to remain true to the mission statement. So yeah. how do you approach being responsible to that? I mean, I feel like it's never been too difficult, honestly, because, uh, I've always just had like a good moral standing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? With like, um, you know, my dad, my mom, they've always just been like, you know, do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad has, you know, was disciplinarian growing up. He's never been about no clown shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're not going to have me out here with my last name You know what crazy. I'm saying? <laughs> shit like that. And, and I'm very fortunate for that because, uh, you know, I could never do no goofy shit that I see people doing on the internet <laughs> ever in a million years. Like, I couldn't do that shit growing up. I'm not going to start now. You know what I'm saying? That's it's not It's not in my character anyway, but. Um, there's a lot of shit that, you know, people will do. And I always think like, yo, where's, where's this OG? Where's dad? Like, yeah, where, yeah. How's he just, who's, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, you yeah. just going to be doing this or like Whew. just be doing all this silly clown shit. Um, and also just growing up in LA, like just knowing that there's always real consequences to anything you do. Mm-hmm. You can't just Come say this. Now. Don't say anything on the internet that you don't mean in real life. Come on now. If you can't back it up, just don't, because you're always going to run into LA to somebody in LA. No matter what, gas you stations, yeah. you know, movies, you're always going to run into somebody somewhere. So, yeah. you know, move like I've always just moved with pure intentions. I didn't get in this shit to become famous or, you know, to shit on people or anything right, like right. that. Yeah. I just genuinely love music. I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love writing. Yeah. You know, I love being a part of the culture. I dreamed about being a part of the culture one day. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah. back in the day, like just seeing people being like somebody like Rob Markman being on MTV two and shit. Like I was yeah. just like, wow, that's so that's fucking so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like how does somebody do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I've always just moved with those pure intentions. So I, you know, I've had multiple times where I could have, you know, done some weird shit where I knew something that other people didn't know. And I could have been like, Oh, let me breaking news this on my platform and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm not about that. I'll, yeah. I'll take the long way. I'll take the the stairs. You feel yeah, me? Like, yeah, yeah. I'll take not, the stairs. That's I'm not far. about to, you it's know, jeopardize my character for some clicks mm-hmm. ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People don't. A lot of people, and that's the unfortunate part. A lot of people don't think that way. Yeah. Because people just want to be on so bad. And yeah. It's like I want I want that that moment. I want that thing. It's like no, bro. How about you throw an event? And have 300 people pull up, then maybe people will start paying attention. How about you mm-hmm. put in the work to try to get these partnerships and doing that stuff? Like, yeah. people think that this this frivolous stuff like that, our atten- the attention spans, you know, everyone's talking about the attention span. Going yeah. for the, that low-hanging fruit of clicks is like, it's not yeah. going to last anyways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's not sustainable. You know yep. what I'm saying? You can only be shocking so many times. Mm-hmm. Facts. But you can be consistent forever. <sighs> you can only be 
be shot. Let's, let's so take a moment. Times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> say, run it, run it back. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So speaking of the consistency, can you identify a moment in your career where you feel like you've failed and what that moment taught you? Um, let me think. I mean, I guess failure is like pretty subjective when yeah. you kind of get around to it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I guess I mean the no jumper shit. Like it didn't it didn't make it past episode forty. You know, we stopped mm-hmm. at episode thirty nine. That's still um, a lot of episodes. A lot yeah, of podcasts make it past that's the first one. <laughs> yeah, thank, thankfully, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Um, you know, we had we didn't have the highest amount of views, and mm. looking now like at their channel um and their new podcast and then looking mm-hmm. at my new podcast and seeing the numbers i'm like oh okay i get it mm-hmm. those views were incredibly low you know what i'm saying nobody was watching our shit right. um so you know going from that and just realizing like it didn't like for a day maybe or two it felt like a failure like damn mm-hmm. i didn't you know get to like 100 episodes or i didn't necessarily leave on my terms right but it just taught me that you know, you need a really strong team. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything by yourself. Um, and it wasn't that, like, my co-hosts weren't willing to help. I wasn't really willing to, like, give up. To delegate, yeah. To delegate, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then also, um, you know, I was the leader of that show. That show came, that opportunity came to me, and I decided to share it with, you know, with two people I really believe in and, and admire a lot. Uh, but I don't think I was the best leader in terms of that. Mm-hmm. You know, now doing a new podcast, the Brownback podcast that I'm doing, mm-hmm. uh, I'm part of a trio and it's just it's all three of us kind of just doing yeah. our thing. Um, we we developed it organically. It wasn't like, hey, let's you know, we need three people like you, you, you like yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. a female a guy like it was just such a natural thing. Mm-hmm. And we started as three. And then, you know, now like our team is like seven, eight people. We have somebody who makes clips. We have somebody That's who, who's a producer. You know, yeah. we have camera operators, um, you know, business people. It's like I wish I would have known that, you know, a few months ago that I needed a team that big and built it out. You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to do the clips on my phone. I'm fucking I don't know how to do any of like shit like that. That's you tough. know, I'm, I'm not an editor. I'm yeah. not anything like that. So just knowing all that attention to detail um, is, you know, really important especially with podcasts and like clipping and you know putting all these social media posts together so many things i didn't know that i learned the hard way doing that you know it wasn't the best version of what i could have done right but now that i have this new podcast and all that knowledge it's like it's going way better you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and just having more of team and everybody communicating and then me also knowing that like this shit can dissolve at any moment so let Mm -hmm. me focus and we just hit our 30th episode on that podcast sir I love the episode you know title names. I love that. Yeah. The, the structure. <laughs> I yeah. love it. We started a podcast. For, yeah, I love that. Literally, that's how, that's how it was. It. So, yeah. yeah. So we were talking a bit before we got on camera about our guy, Noah. Shout out to Noah. My Shout guy. out Noah. Um, you know, one thing that that I really enjoy within what we do is the people who pay it forward, the people who pass the knowledge forward, because yeah. there are a lot of people who learn things and keep it to themselves mm-hmm. and want to succeed themselves. Hoarding so is like, a dis- you know, for you, what's what's kind of been the motivation on passing the knowledge forward and what's that, what's that meant to you? How's that feel for you to like be putting someone else on as well? Um, I've had some incredible mentors in my life. I got to say, mm-hmm. I'm super thankful for them. Shout out to Jeff Weiss, mm-hmm. somebody who paid it forward to me, didn't have to do anything mm-hmm. like that, you know, to me and maybe to a lot of people, there's no like power rankings and shit, but I think he's probably the best hip hop writer, like 
in the game right now. Jeff is real good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In terms of just consistency, accolades, just his writing style, his creativity. Um, and so, you know, one day he found me on Twitter and DM me and was just like, I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really necessarily know exactly. Like, I didn't, I knew who he was, but I didn't know what he did entirely because he's a very humble guy. He won't tell you unless you ask. And then even then, like, you'll have to drag it out of him, all the cool shit he's done and people he's met and things he's done. So uh, he paid it forward to me and, you know, provided me with the platform and decided to treat me as a partner instead of, like, the little homie, you know, right from the jump. And that was, like, so important to me. Mm -hmm. Gave me a lot of validity. A lot of people, you know, looked at me as a serious journalist after that. Um, So because of that, I'm like, dude, I have to pay it forward. Even Adam, you know, Adam didn't have to you know, look at me as a, you know, like a podcaster and try to help give me a platform, you know, yeah, could have yeah. just been like, oh, like he's competition or, you know, he's, you know, let me stall him out over here. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like a genuine guy and was just like, yeah, like, fuck it. Come on. Like, give you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all. That's all anybody could ask for is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So having those, you know, two like huge pillars in, in the culture, give me those platforms it's like how can i not do that yeah, you know okay. what i'm saying and especially share it with somebody that's just passionate in in it for the right reasons and works hard you know what i'm saying so somebody like noah like i took notice of him it's probably the same story as like with me and jeff is like i saw him on instagram like mm-hmm. post i think a bravo the back chaser article and i was like who's this kid you know what i'm saying and i'm mm-hmm. like 17 fire all right yeah. look he's been writing for a while already he didn't just start he's been doing this for like almost a year who starts a high sc- uh, blog in high school? Like, that's dedication, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I hit him up, and then, you know, we've been locked in ever since. And, mm-hmm. you know, any opportunities I always have, I try to, you know, lob him to him, and, and he dunks him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shout out to Noah. Talented dude, for sure. For yep. sure. No, man, I'm curious, because uh, I've been asking to switch gears a little bit. Why don't you want people to come to L.A.? Um, did you guys see that news report of the police chief saying that, like, don't come to LA. Oh, because like we can't, we can't, we can't protect you. you no more. We can't protect yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Like, it's like that started in like 2017. We started this concert series called "Don't Come to LA," and it was a lot of weird shit going on in the city. Um, one of them was um, there's this uh, publication in LA called LA Weekly, and it had gotten bought out by some like South Orange County. Um, Republicans. Mm-hmm. If kind yeah. of quick backstories, like yes, Orange tell them, County, let them know. <laughs> Orange County is like the Florida of California. Yep. it's all red. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not too political, or whatever. Like, but it's just they're very like conservative over there. Neo-Nazi like, rallies. They do shit like that. The Huntington, Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach <laughs> shit. Like, as people might have seen, it's just a very, very different part of town. Uh, specifically, South Orange County. It's like the richest part. Yes, you know that's where like Newport Beach yeah. and shit like that. So. Um, there was like some a group of people who bought the magazine and fired everybody on the staff mm-hmm. and then tried to pose as if it was still LA Weekly. And in reality, they just bought it so that they can like use it for their own agenda, Change which is narrative. super evil journalism evil. media evil. shit. Honestly. Like if you know about media to just do that and then replace it and be like, oh, this is LA Weekly. And the people who don't know and or weren't paying attention don't know that like they're not feeding you the information that you were originally supposed to get yeah you know what i'm saying or the narrative and shit like that so anyway that was happening so we were kind of like 
you know, in a way, and there was just so many like transplants coming into the city at the time as well. It's frustrating with the traffic and, you know, just all this weird shit going on. Um, we were just kind of sick of it. Like I'm an LA native and mm-hmm. you know, I love LA so much. Yeah. I just, at the time I felt like, man, we, we have enough people here. Hey, leave our city alone. Just leave it. <laughs> just stay out of it. Not that don't come to visit. Right. You know what I'm but saying? Don't come to stay. But don't come to stay mm-hmm. if you're not going to contribute anything to the city. And if you're going to talk shit about the city, that was a big thing that was going on too. People just coming to LA, staying wherever they stayed. And then just being mm-hmm. like, man, fuck LA. LA sucks. I hate this shit. And then I'm just like, yo, did you go anywhere? I bet you didn't talk to one person from L.A. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And I just, I felt like L.A. was just getting a bad rap and getting disrespected a lot. Mm -hmm. And as a native, I just took a lot of offense to that. So anytime I would see people shitting on L.A., I would literally just say, don't come to L.A. Because it's like New York. It's like, you're going to have to come here eventually. Mm -hmm. So I, I come here to New York with, you know, the best of intentions. I try to tap in with as many people as possible, as many natives. I tell them, yo, I love New York. You know what I'm saying? I think that was the caption on my last Instagram post. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I love New York. Like, I really yeah. love it out here. Everybody's been asking me, how do you like New York? Man, I love this shit. I want to see the big Same. L mural. Like, just all this shit. There's so oh, much that's history my here. <laughs> yeah, there's so, much, there's so much history here, bro. I, I love it so much. Yeah. And, you know, I would hope that, you know, people coming to L.A. would feel the same. But it felt like for a long time people just, you know, use it and kick it to the curb mm-hmm. and then yeah. talk shit about it. And I, I get offended by that, honestly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I take it personally. 100%. So no doubt. that was that was uh, the whole theme. No, I love that. I love that, man. So if you could use one word to describe your career thus far and then one word to describe everything that you intend to accomplish moving forward, what would those two words be, I guess? So one for everything so far, one for where you're going. Uh, So far, I'll say fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then going forward. Elevation. Mm. Okay. Fortunate elevation. Fortunate elevation. Productions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love, that. Love that. Well, thank you again for pulling up on the podcast. Of course, guys. Yes, I appreciate your guys' time. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Rosecrans, Vicky. Y'all, Rosecrans. Yeah, this we, is fun. We could have went for another hour. We're going to give you our Twitter spaces this week. We're going to give you our Twitter yeah, spaces with the guy, Rosecrans, yeah. Vic, because we got we to gotta talk more. But yeah. thank you again for your time, man. I hope you enjoyed the, the time in New York appreciate City. Appreciate y'all. Shout out all the listeners. Cheese. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out the chopped cheeses. Absolutely. Shout out my Akis. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's the boy Armand, founder of Ball Nigga Ballers, big booster poppy. My arm is fucked up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Kombucha king that makes your heart sing. Rosecrans Vic out here. Um, And we want y'all to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me.